The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. All right, you can officially mark me down as nervous and concerned about James Shields. I've been telling you the last few weeks, oh, don't worry about this. You look back at Shields' game logs throughout his career. He normally has a stretch of three to five starts where he struggles and maybe going through a dead arm period around this time of the year. But this seems to be going further and not longer than that, doesn't it? It's Davo. Welcome into another edition of Clubhouse Conversation. This was an embarrassing 10-2 to Minnesota whooping of the Royals. And I'm the one with the egg in my face, aren't I? After I basically sat here last night and all but predicted a, a Royal sweep in this series, all but told you the Royals were by far the superior team, told you the Twins didn't look good at all, and then this happens tonight where the Royals are facing one of the worst starting pitchers in the American League and throwing their you know ace, at least coming into the season, and this this kind of stuff just shouldn't happen. But I mean, the game does start and end with James Shields. We're going to talk mostly about him. We'll touch on the offense briefly, touch on the bullpen briefly. But really, this game starts and ends with James Shields, who continues the rough 2014 campaign. Tonight, five innings of work, four earned runs, nine hits, walking two, striking out five. There was a 40-plus pitch inning in there in the fourth. And, of course, there was the mental lapse of Shields not covering first base. I noticed he didn't back up home plate once. There wasn't actually a throw home on the play that scored a run, but he didn't even attempt to, to back it up, which I didn't love either. Obviously, Shields is, is frustrated. I understand that. He's he's ultra competitor and a great pitcher. He's not used to this, but you know you don't like seeing the mental mistakes out there. Puts Shields' ERA now at 3.93 on the season. and I mean, he's one mediocre start away from the 4-0s. Certainly one bad start away from the 4-0s, but even mediocre. You know, a six-inning, four-run start would put him right around 4-0. That's just not good. You know, we're into July now. By the time he pitches again, it'll be, what, July 7th, I believe? You know, season's almost half over. I guess it is over half over. You know, so he's he's halfway through his outings now for the season. Not looking great. Now, let's look a little bit deeper at Shields now. I mean, like we said, this game ended with him basically struggling and the Royals having to bring in their B pulpin, you know, starting with Michael Marriott, which we'll talk about more. But Shields has now allowed four earned runs or more in six of his last 10 starts. Four earned runs or more in six of his last 10 starts. The last three are four, four, and five. And to me, the biggest concern is putting guys away with two strikes and the lack of strikeouts. Because, I mean, Shields... I wouldn't call him a dead strikeout pitcher throughout his career, but he normally strikes out you know, way more hitters than he has in recent weeks. I mean, he started off the season, the month of April, was striking out hitters at a very high rate, even into early May. But over the last 10 starts, you know, just 4.4 strikeouts per start for James Shields. Over his last 10 starts, just 4.4 strikeouts per start. Over his last six, it's just 3.8 Ks per start. And I know we've heard Dave Island and James Shields talk about the problem's mechanics. I'm opening up or what have you. I don't claim to be a pitching coach here. I'm not going to sit here and act like I know about mechanics for a major league starting pitcher because I know basics, but not enough to talk about it. So we're not going to speculate on that. But it just seems to me that mechanics are – it's just not one of my concerns, and I'll tell you why. Because to me, mechanics – and again, I'm not a pitching coach, so I, I don't understand the exact ramifications of every little thing when it comes to tinkering with the pitcher's delivery. But to me, mechanics generally is more about control. And I don't see Shields. I mean, yes, he's missing in the middle of the plate some, 
that's true, but to me, it's more that his stuff just doesn't seem explosive anymore, like it was last year and at times earlier this year. I don't know if it's a dead arm or there's something we don't know about, back issues or something else going on. I don't know what it is, but I mean, he's not walking guys. That's why I don't feel like it's mechanics. He's allowed two or less walks in nine of his last 10 starts, repeating nine of his last 10 starts, he's walked two or less. So it's not the walks that are killing him at all. It's the fact he's not missing bats and not putting away hitters with two strikes. Now, some of that may be he's leaving pitches in the middle of the play, but I feel like if you've got the explosive stuff and the changeup working, even if you're leaving some pitches in the middle of the play, they shouldn't be always getting hit this much. And he's getting two strikes and a lot of hitters. That's pretty common. So, I don't know. To me, with James Shields, I don't know if it's dead arm, if it's back issues. I mean, maybe it truly is mechanics. I'm not going to act like I'm smarter than Dave Island or anybody in the Royals organization, but I'm just a little bit concerned about James Shields because I, I feel like it's not mechanics. I feel like there's something with his stuff. I just don't think it's explosive, and I don't think it's there right now because he's throwing strikes. Like I said, they're not high-quality strikes, but he is hitting the strike zone. So we'll see what happens with Shields, but it's definitely time to be concerned. And believe me, I'm sure he's way more concerned than you and I are. Of course, it's you know his season, his team, he's the leader, not to mention his contract here at the end of the season. It's worth watching, though. I mean, this team is not going to go where it needs to go if James Shields is pitching like this. It's just not. I mean, you can't expect Danny Duffy to be this good the rest of the season. Yes, he'll be good, but is he really going to keep rattling off, you know, two ERA starts, whereas ERAs two or under for that start? It's pretty much every time out there. We've seen Vargas get roughed up a few times, but... You know, he's probably about where he should be for the year, maybe overachieving a, tear, a hair. So Vargas is probably where he should be. We've seen Ventura get hit from time to time. I'm just, I mean, Guthrie's been striking out more hitters than normal. He's due for a, a rough start at some point. All pitchers are. I'm just saying that the Royals need Shields to be out there as their ace and steady that rotation because he's the most sure thing historically in there. And I don't know if they'll go make a move at some point. I mean, I'm assuming somebody would have to get injured for them to make a move for a starter. You keep hearing these Jeff Samarja rumors and so on and so forth. And I, I, I think those are you know kind of BS, ridiculous rumors. I don't, I don't see the Royals adding a starting pitcher this year. But it's something to think about. Who knows? We'll talk more about it as the year goes on. But it, it's not good right now, guys. Now, something else not good is Michael Marriott coming in and just getting lit up. Time for him to go to Omaha, guys. I, and I talked about it yesterday, how every time the Royals are up by four runs or five runs or six runs, I think, what is it, like four of the last six? Greg Holland still has to get up and get hot or come in. It's something like five of the last ten he's had. You know, it's just not all of those have been Marriott, but a number of them have been. There was a Donnie Joseph one in there, obviously. There's been some other ones. A Lewis Coleman, I believe, had one of them. But Michael Marriott's he had two nice outings against Detroit and the Dodgers recently, although they were only two-thirds of an inning and one-third of an inning. But, I mean, tonight... One out is all he got. He allowed five runs, albeit only two of them earned. He walked two, gave up a bomb. The walks are the most concerning thing with Marriott. I mean, he walked one the other night, wasn't that sixth inning the other night when Herrera came in and bailed him out. I think he walked the leadoff hitter, didn't he? His ERA now sits at 6.48, and over his last 10, which I really like to look at for a pitcher, just recent, you know, it's a nice round whole number. Marriott just one. Clean or sorry, clean outings just twice is what I meant to say. There are only two clean outings, and those were the one third of an inning and two thirds of an inning I just mentioned. With you know, it's just out of his last ten outings, eight of them have been pretty messy. He's walking guys. His ERA is six four eight. He's not mopping up very well. I mean, 
I think I'm pretty sure the Royals could go down to Omaha and Wilking Rodriguez or Buddy Bauman if he gets added to the 40. I'm pretty sure they could come up and mop up better than this. Buddy Bauman's who I'm really pushing for right now. Spencer Patton, who I've really been pushing for, he's had a rough spot recently. He'll be fine. Buddy Bauman, though, has been solid all year as ERAs. I believe at 1-8 right now. His strikeouts are slightly down this year, but he's a lefty. He's a guy nobody's seen. I, I think he could come up and have some success. I think his, his numbers would translate to a 3-4 ERA guy in the major league. So I think he'll be able to come up and be a decent reliever there at the back of the bullpen as a the back meaning the hidden part of the bullpen as your long guy. So I don't know. I'd be mildly surprised if they don't make a move to go get a reliever for tomorrow. Although you probably do have Bruce Chen available for three innings tomorrow. And you now have Crow, Herrera, Davis. I mean, the bullpen's pretty fresh now. And there is an off day on Thursday. So they may not do it tomorrow just because they're only one day away from the off day. But I'd be surprised if by the time the Royals come home for Detroit, if Michael Marriott's still in that bullpen. I think Wilking Rodriguez or Buddy Bauman would be my choice at this time. Nice job by Francis Lee Bueno tonight, by the way. Taking one for the team. Two and two third scoreless innings. Three hits. One walk. One K. It wasn't, wasn't totally pretty, but he got the job done. His ERA now sits under one for Bueno. And again, the offense, it wasn't good tonight. You know that. I know that. But they did bang out some hits early against Ricky Nolasco. They were doing a pretty decent job the first three to four innings, but just couldn't get that big hit. Once Alex Gordon struck out with two guys on base and two outs, that pretty much was it for the Royals tonight offensively. There wasn't much going on after that. You know, By then, the game was out of reach with an inning or two of there, and then an inning or two later, it was a spring training game with all the backups in there. So not too much to talk about. With the offense, two other quick things. Christian Colon makes his big leg debut, goes 0 for 2. Good to see him get out there. Um, Roel Labanez, of course, was in the lineup. I wasn't real thrilled about that, the way Dyson's been playing. But as long as Dyson's in there with Gordon and Kane tomorrow, I'm okay with giving Abanez a start or two a week, as I mentioned. I'm okay with that. Nice knock for Raul. Had a couple nice defensive plays, made a sliding catch, threw a dart to third, didn't quite get the runner, but it looked pretty good. So hey, Raul looks solid out there. Now, tomorrow, let's talk about this. This is a must-win game tomorrow, and I've used that phrase about three or four times this year. And the Royals, I think, are like two and two or one and two when I say it. So, But, I mean, guys, Detroit continues to win. The Royals continue a slide, let's be real. I mean, they'd won three out of four coming in, but this is still kind of a slide right now until they kind of steady themselves. They won two out of three against the Angels. That's good. You got to win two out of three against the Twins after getting swept here earlier this year. You cannot afford to go one and five your first six in Minnesota. Can't happen. Not when you had, like we said, big pitching, you know, pitching advantages in all three of these games. Now you're one and one. We said coming in, we wanted the sweep, but you had to win two out of three. You can still get that done tomorrow with Jason Vargas going against Kevin Correa. Correa is four and nine with a five oh eight. His last start against Texas, he went six, allowed four runs on six hits with three walks, two Ks. He's right for the plucking, to use a Denny Matthews phrase. ERA of 447 his last 10, and he's only struck out five or more once in his last 10. So he's not striking guys out. He's given up a lot of hits. His ERA is over five. The Royals have to win this game tomorrow, realistically. We're getting to the point of the year. It's the second half now. Again, there's no truly must-win games probably until September, maybe August if you're facing a team head-to-head that you're chasing. But really, right now, you, it's hard to say that, but the Royals need to go 6-3, and 5-4 and four at worst on this road trip. Really 6-3 and three because we're now a little bit back in Detroit again. We need to chase Detroit for the time being. I called them out of reach earlier, and then they were back in reach. Now they're still in reach, but a bad road trip they're going to be out of reach again. So we need to keep chasing Detroit 
you know, stay within three games of Detroit at the All-Star break. you got to start winning games. And, of course, you got to stay well above 500 if you're going to make the playoffs. And the Royals have some rough times coming up later in the year, August and September, of some real rough stretches. So you want to take advantage of this kind of, quote-unquote, weak-slash-soft part of your schedule. Win tomorrow, go 2-1 and one in Minnesota, I'll take it. Vargas against Correa. We'll have it here for you on Clubhouse Conversation. Hopefully you'll be able to sneak away and watch the game and see a Royals W tomorrow here on Clubhouse Conversation. Also, we'll be hearing from Jeff Montgomery. We'll post that interview tomorrow night with Royals Hall of Famer. I had that yesterday. Very interesting interview with Monty. That'll be coming up here on Clubhouse Conversation. Hope you were able to listen to the Jeremy Guthrie interview yesterday. I've got a very interesting fellow on the Burlington Royals, the rookie team. We'll talk with him, one of the current players here soon. Thank you for listening. In the meantime, spreading the word at Royals Clubhouse on Twitter, clubhouseconversation.com. Remember, you can always stream everything or download it on your iPhone, your smartphone, or the same thing, iPhone, smartphone, your device, your tablet, what have you, through iTunes or here on the site. Download them and take them with you because I know you can't just sit there like most people and listen all day long. So thanks for listening to us on Clubhouse Conversation. Have a good night.